Uh, let's go to our next guest. So some fantastic news came out this week about a couple of Central Coast cyclists. Let's welcome back to the show head coach with Central Coast Cycling Club, Mark Tataranoff. Good morning, mate. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Yeah, we're well. And uh, you guys must just be on top of the world. Can you share the news with our audience? Well, we found out by chance that um, Nicole Duncan and Lilia Tataranoff uh, both ranked number one in the world in their events at, on the track um, in the UCI World Rankings for Junior 19 women. So, Mark, congratulations. Must be a very, very uh, proud, uh, obviously, coach and father to, to, to the, the riders there. Um, how's the ranking come about? How do they do the ranking? Well, there's, um, well it's like your local club point score, except it's world, world point score. So there's UCI uh, events that you race at, and you get points when you race. And if you win a race, you get the most points. And if you win, win a bunch of races, you get the most, most points. Um, and, you know, just a cruise at the end and uh, whoever's got the most points is ranked number one. So can you share with us what events they rank number one in? So Lilia's uh, in the 500-metre time trial, which is um, from a standing start 200, uh, two times round the 250-metre lap uh, track. And, uh, you know, like that speed's hitting just over 60. And um, Nicole is in the scratch race, which is a bunch race, which, you know, about 20 riders. And uh, they go around for about seven and a half Ks, I think. And uh, basically whoever crosses the line first gets the most points or wins the race, you know, essentially. So, I mean, Nicole's the world champion in that event. Uh, and so it makes sense that she is ranked first. But um, it's, you know, it's done by the accumulation of points for the actual ranking. Gee, it's a pleasure to have you on the show because we've spoken to Nicole and also Lilia on radio and also on TV. But uh, to get your perspective, so you're in the stadium when a girl from the Central Coast is a world champion. Can you share what that felt like? Oh, it was amazing. Um, you know, and her race, Nicole's race, was so chaotic. Uh, the, the type of racing that um, occurred at the Junior World Championships was very different to what you see in Australia. The tactics were different. Um, people were riding high instead of low, like on the track. And um, it just, it, it was chaotic. There were two crashes in the last uh, five laps. And uh, Nicole was super fortunate to just have just gone to the front of the bunch and just missed out on um, being involved in the crashes. If she'd been, if she'd been taken down and got back on the bike, she wouldn't have been allowed to finish. And, that, and uh, the British rider got back on the track and looked like she won the race, but she was um, disqualified because she'd gotten back in the race too late. And uh, so it was t totally chaotic. We, th we thought she came second on the track and then took 20 minutes for them to review all the videos and say, oh, Nicole's the winner. And we go, yay! <laughs> it, it, was, it was super exciting. Yeah, so, Mark, you mentioned that about the, the change of riding tactics and things like that. Is that the style of racing? Is that different to where you are in different parts of the world, or is it just something that comes about by individual riders? And then, I suppose the Nicole, then did she then have to change, make the decision there and then, or did she some, have some expectation going to the race how it's going to pan out? Um, I, it might have been something to do with the, that particular track. It has much tighter bends and longer straights, 
and holding a straight line, holding your line down the bottom of the bends is a little bit harder at speed. Um, and maybe people were a bit more timid and they just went, oh, you know, I don't want to be at the front, which is down the bottom, and then they swing up and then everyone's up. Uh, it, I think it was maybe just also a lot of people not knowing what the competition was like, so they're trying to give themselves space, but ending up on the fence. <laughs> so, yeah, I suspect it's more of a world racing thing than in your own country kind of racing thing. When you sent me the text... I've been racking my brains trying to think. I mean, surely this is unprecedented. I, I don't think we've ever had two juniors from the Central Coast, number one in the world. And you said when you add a third rider who's from just down the road, there's three New South Wales girls that are ranked number one in the world. And when you look at these rankings, our two girls from the coast, they're decisive winners in these rankings, Mark. Yeah, I mean, we, we were completely surprised when we saw it because we, we didn't know how, how they... We didn't know the rankings existed for juniors at all. Um, so we ha then had to go back and try and, try and work out how, how we got the point. And, uh, you know, like national... Australian national titles gives you points, but um, only, like, like, a low amount, like 50 points, but uh, result at Worlds gave you 500 points. You know, like, it's just all over the place. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, they were decisive, and you know, I mean, maybe someone better, like it's faster, may get more points in an event, but they might not do enough races to accrue all the points. Mark, uh, alongside me is Gary Birkinshaw, who's also a high-level coach, and I guess this is probably the question we need to ask: How do you take these girls now from being exceptional juniors? into a senior career where they could maybe do something remarkable? Well, from now on, they're pretty much under the hands of their, their New South Wales coaches. Um, I'm, I'm, the, I'm their backup coach. Uh, well, and, and Lydia's dad, so I'm a life coach there. <laughs> but uh, um, Lydia's got the state sprint coach, Sean Eady, um, who's a former world champion and Olympian and knows his stuff so uh and i like when we have club training i i'll give him a call beforehand and say you know what should what should the girls be doing um just so that i'm not undoing any of the good work that he's doing so that we, we so that i can complement the training that he gives them as well that might be a tough transition gaz to to do that and you know uh probably quite emotional as well I think he's downplaying the influence that he will have. I reckon the life coach is still the most important coach that, that, they, that they, can, they can have. Mark, a quick one. Where do they go now then, okay, competing-wise? What, what's their next, uh, the, the, yeah, the next progression, I suppose, from here? Well, now, it's, um, we're in, now they're in their second year of being juniors. Well, you know, when they say juniors, this is at the sub-elite level of junior, so junior 19. Um, and that means... That they're supposed to dominate in their second year, but they've done that in their first year. So they can only get faster, really. <laughs> um, but, you know, they'll be up-and-coming riders, so they've got to bear in mind that they can't take it for granted. So they've got to keep their game up. And their targets will now be Worlds again. Um, and so all the other races, like state championships and uh, nationals and Oceanias, will, they're, still on the, they're still target events, but... Emotionally, they're not as important for the 
sort of both of them, but they have to approach them as if it's their last race they'll ever do and win it just to maintain that level of, um, I don't know, uh, dedication to the actual the race and the sport so that they're not, you know, sitting back and resting on their laurels. They've got to keep pushing themselves. Yeah, it's been fantastic for us at MBN Television and also SEN Radio to follow their progress and, pardon the pun, but be along for the ride. Has Lilia finished her HSC as well and what's her plans outside of the sport? Well, she's um, in the middle of her HSC exam. She's done a couple of English exams and she's got another two and a half weeks to go. Um, And then when that's done, she'll... um, party <laughs> <I suspect>. <laughs> <laughs> but she's got she's got all of um next year to uh she will probably take a gap year from study maybe not we'll, we'll see like this plan one take a gap year and treat her second years as junior um track cyclists as sort of semi-pro do a lot more training and get really fast and hopefully do really well at Worlds next year. Has she got a hero in the sport? Is there any posters on her wall of Australian cyclists? Uh, just me and her mum. It's all you need. No. It's all you need. <laughs> no, no, she's um, really, uh, you know, followed Anna Mears closely and also Carly McCulloch, who um, was Anna Mears' team for print partner. She doesn't get to the same level of kudos as Anna Mears, but... Um, was an exceptional rider and uh, lovely person who's now um, sprint coach up in Queensland. She's come back from uh, being a sprint coach of the Great Britain team. So that's another major asset for Australia. And uh, so I'd probably say Carly McCulloch might actually tip Anna Mears, not, not for her results, but just for her, uh, the contact that we've had with her so far, because she's from New South Wales. Mark. Contact with her, like her, you know. They say if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if you could fix Gosford Velodrome, what's on your wish list? Because it's incredible what they've achieved with that track, the local track. Uh, we could do with the uh, lines being repainted. But um, no, look, my dream, you know, if I'd won that uh, US lottery with a billion dollars, I'd build an indoor velodrome on the coast so that we could get to it easily. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, it's, we're really lucky to have it. Um, and, you know, it, it'll need resurfacing in the next few years, but uh, at the moment it's still good. Okay. We'll start with repainting. How's that sound, Gaz? Yeah, it sounds like a great, <laughs> a great event. What it does, it just, just illustrates, hey, like, and people don't understand this, like we, we see the results that, that Lilia gets and, and the Cole get, which are, are fantastic, but the amount of dedication, not only for them, but for their parents and to to travel miles and, and ask any parent what they would not change it for a minute. But there is a big commitment from, from the parents and, and siblings and whatever. They, get, they sacrifice so much to give their, their daughters the best possible chance. So congratulations, Mark. You should be just as equally as proud as what, uh, as what uh, your daughter and, and Nicole have done as well. Yeah, I am. I'm as proud as their coach. 